Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as always, welcome back. It's the 4th and 1 podcast here with your host, myself, Captain Fatty, sitting alongside, as always, Captain Boring. We have a great little episode here. We're live from Littleton, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We love you all. We're happy to be back. We are continuing our little series leading up to um, leading up to college football season at the end of it's the literally the last Saturday in August is week zero. We got a few good games that week, and then we all kick off on week one. Uh, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. We have uh, the lovely we've breaking down broken down the SEC, the ACC, and the Pac-12 so far. Um, we have to go the American, I believe, we're breaking down this year. We are also breaking down the Big Ten. And then this week's episode is all about the S, uh, the Big 12. Micaiah, I didn't get to say hi yet. Hello. How's it going? It is going, my dude. Glad to be back. Glad to be back with you. Glad we could do the podcast today. Yeah. yeah how just, is how is Dookie? Dookie is good. He has a cyst on his tail that decided to break open today, and we're trying we're trying to paint the house at the same time. And so uh, was weren't quite sure if we were going to be able to squeeze this in today, but uh, we are because my wife's amazing. She worked hard, and so now I get to not work hard and record this podcast. Any good construction stories for us so far? You're redoing your kitchen. Um, I mean, you've obviously you're in Michigan on in Michigan Avenue on Michigan Avenue downstairs in your nicely, pretty newly refurbished. Well, not anymore, but still newly it's about refurbished. About a year old. Wow, wow, a year ago. Um, downstairs, it wasn't finished when you bought the house. So this is your second big project besides getting it moveinable. Correct. And really, we didn't do too much with that besides, like, change out the curtains. Uh, So far, it's going well. My father-in-law is very handy, and so that makes it kind of easy because I can just follow him. Shout out to the Ronald. Shout out to the Ronald. Shout out to the Ronald. But the first big test for me is on Saturday. I have to lay flooring by myself. By yourself. I don't I'm know. Very, that seemed like the right sound. I, I, I am very nervous because I don't know what all the lines on the tape measure mean. <laughs> Wait, so, don't you have a Milwaukee tape measure that has the little thingies with the, mm, like... No, unfortunately, I don't. Ah, uh, see, that's why you get the tape measure with the little thingies that yeah. tell you. <laughs> yes, that is true. So I've kind of been studying them. Uh I'm going to make lots of pencil marks. I'll let everyone know how it goes. But, um, yeah, with lots of – got lots of cuts. So – because our, our our dad can't even help us. Yikes. Yeah, because he's going Durrell. to a wedding. So I might oh, have, that's right. I might have to uh, FaceTime him until 4 <laughs> p.m. on Saturday a lot and be like, ah, I don't know what to do here. So, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. I have a good game plan in my mind, and that's half the battle, you know? I've been meditating – I, 
So I might listen to this podcast while I'm trying to lay flooring. We're just going to have to see how it goes. Hopefully not that. Uh, okay, so we'll catch up with you guys next week and see how Makai's flooring is, if it's straight or not. Um, you're laying in, you're putting down, to, are you ripping up the old flooring? You're putting your flooring over it. No, it's vinyl, so I can just put the laminate. It's clicked together, so I can just put it right over top. The tricky part will be the doorways and, well, pretty much doorways. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this should be, this should be fun. Um, hitting up a couple things here real quick, just to make Tabitha happy. Um, I don't have a soundbite for like "screw you," but you know. I'll take that. Uh, it's game four in Tampa Bay tonight for the Stanley Cup Finals. Tabitha's Colorado Avalanche. Oh, here it is. They had a great season. Grabbed the first two games. First game was an OT. Second game, they destroyed the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning came back and just absolutely obliterated their buttholes. So they are back in Tampa Bay for game four. Speak of the devil. There's the Duke man. And, uh, Micaiah, how are you feeling overall about the Stanley Cup, which we know nothing about? Um, listen, my so the Lightning are back-to-back St- Stanley Cup champs. So... The the problem the only problem with the Avalanche are their defense is not great. They're one of the best scoring teams in the league, from what I read. But also their points allowed is very high. They just tend to score more, a lot more than the other team. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good with a two games to one lead. However, the Lightning been there, done that before. They were down two zero in both of their last two series, including the Eastern Conference Finals, to the Rangers, came back, won four straight. So if you're the Avalanche, it seems like a must-win tonight. I think so. I told Tabitha, if you want the sweep, which they were going to look like they were, I feel like the Avalanche had a lot of momentum going into it, um, which is not not talking about the makers of TurboTax in, into it. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, they needed. They were going to need to steal at least one. You want to really drop an away game, pick yeah. up the other away game, and then come right. back and finish your four-game capitalization at home. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't remember, they play at Ball Arena. Yes, they do. So there's a very good me losing my mind on our YouTube page, 4th and 1 podcast on YouTube. It, it might actually be our most watched clip, actually. You losing your mind? Yeah. Um, also, uh, I have a theory in sports that in a best of seven series, game one and game three do not matter. They're they don't. not in. They well, they. It's not that they don't matter. They're not indicative of how the series is going to yep. go. So I. Two, Based four, five, on that, and six and I seven. think it's going to be the Avalanche kind of cleaning up tonight. And if you get up three games to one with a chance to go back home, I think it might be over. There's do. Oh, you can kind of see it on his tail. Yeah, a little bit. Tail. Um, last thing I just want to jump into uh, 
a hot second is this Deshaun Watson thing that's happening in Cleveland. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't remember or we didn't cover it, also congratulations to the Warriors since between now and the last podcast they won the NBA championship. So yes. that's that's their fourth in, in years. however many years. Um, the I'm sorry. I also called that when they got Clay back that they would be fine. Yeah, you and Stephen A. Smith, whatever. Who cares? Okay. No one cares. Um, it's basketball. No one Deshaun cares. Deshaun Watson has settled his civil sexual uh, assault cases, for lack of a better term. Um, at 20, it was at 26. He settled it with 20. No, it's at 24. He settled it with 20 of them or 21 of them. Um, he was guaranteed 260. 230 million dollars understand for everybody all of that is gone now because that's probably what he settled it or majority of it is gone so Deshaun Watson has no money it's a fully guaranteed contract for three years uh, a four-year contract four-year contract I think. a four-year contract um he still might get suspended from the league and the Browns have done a Browns thing and pissed off one of the leaders in their locker room in Baker Mayfield, who they also haven't been able to five years tr- trade away. Thank you, Makaya. Who they haven't been able to trade away, Makaya. Real quick before we jump into the Big Twelve, what's your thoughts on this? I kind of wanted to talk about this. So it's very interesting. Also, because it was at twenty three when he signed the contract, but his contract has a clause that if any. If anyone else came forward that wasn't already known, the Browns could void the contract. That mm. is still up in the air. Now, the Browns, I don't think – I think they would have. If they would have – if they were going to, they would have already. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think – I mean, clearly – I mean, at <laughs> – at very best, Deshaun Watson is a mega creep, and I think that right. that even was the title of the episode. So I'm yep, not sure it was. if you're the Browns, why you're going to hitch your wagon to to this guy. Because also his record is two games above 500. Baker Mayfield is at least a little better than that. Baker Mayfield gets you to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield gets you to play. I mean, Deshaun Watson did in Houston, but they have the same amount of playoff wins. And Baker Mayfield would have been cheaper to re-sign than Deshaun Watson, $230 million. And this isn't like soccer where you can just throw money around. If they, if they let's say, were to cut Watson, they still take his cap hit. So, well, yeah, uh, well I, unless if they void the void contract. Void the contract, which is what they would probably do. I find it weird. I'm okay. I think we should go to the European model for paying people. Which is we what? should just no no market cap. Just let Jerry Jones spend as much money as he wants on players. Because the Cowboys would probably still be trash. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but at least we would stop with these trashy coaches for three years. Because if you're spending like, if you're spending, and also the refs would get a lot better. I feel like because if you're spending like, let's say Deshaun Watson, two hundred and thirty million dollars. You know he's probably getting. You break that down, that's like probably close to 50 grand. More than that. Almost 100K a game, basically. Yeah, probably something more than that, but yeah. Yeah. And if you're paying that, and you are you go 0-6 for the first, that coach is out of there. 
Yeah. There's no way that if you're because as soon as you take the cap off, everybody's prices go up. I mean, we saw it this year with wide receivers. Everybody's prices, and you're seeing it with NIL too. You're kind of seeing it settle out as I transition into college. Um, so anyway, I think that would be fun, but that's just me, and I've become a little bit too much of a soccer fan. But also, I think that the bigger news, if I may, before we really jump in here, is that Dan Snyder, right now, there's a investigation going on. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, yeah, um, that he was hiding like sexual harassment and a we cover that a little bit yeah but now congress which don't even get me started on the government being involved in this but things aren't looking good for dan snyder he's refusing to testify roger goodell was on the stand today well virtually he was on the stand today uh he said that he didn't know that uh dave portnoy the Mm-hmm. Founder of Barstool is banned from NFL games, which is funny because Roger Goodell was the one who banned him from NFL games. Uh, so everyone found that funny. But also, Roger Goodell says that he has no authority or power to over to make Dan Snyder sell the Washington Commanders, which mm-hmm. I believe is true. However, he could leverage his power into the other owners making him. But I think I honestly think Dan Snyder is going to have to sell the Commanders based on what they found because they also found that he was covering up um, internal investigations that he was telling the league he was doing. He was burying evidence and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so who's the bigger cre- who, who's the bigger creep? I, I sent you a text that I wanted to rank random shit and so we could just rank the all the creepy men that are currently in the NFL. Well, so who's number one? Deshaun Watson or Dan Snyder? <sighs> I think Sean Watson, because covering up something isn't the same as but, isn't the same don't you, as uh, frick. What's the word I'm looking for? Isn't the same as actually perpetrating it. True, but don't you think that if if he's covering it up, then he's probably at at some point perpetrated it. I don't, dude. I mean, he, he's an old white Billionaires guy. Billionaires so. do freaky shit. And right. <laughs> That's what I'd be saying, bro. Well, he also... There was a lot of drug stuff going on where he's covering up some of that, too. There are only... Other owners forcing a team... Forcing another owner to sell the teams is possible and has been done in both. And I think even including the, the MLB, but definitely the NFL and the... Fudge and the NBA. NBA. You have uh, Jerry Richardson from the Panthers and Eddie Bartolo uh, of the San Francisco 49ers, and that's the guy who oversaw, uh, frick, what is his name? Steve Young's years, like that dynasty in San Francisco. He was that owner. Uh, 77 to 2000. So, like, it's not unheard of, and there's no way, especially because there's precedent, there's a lot of good precedent, there's no way that these owners aren't going to be like, no, 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 you're done. Get out. And it's not going to be for anything other than the fact that they will lose money. The NFL is at a precarious sure. place. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. The NFL no, is at a precarious place that if they're not careful, they will lose relevance to up-and-coming college football because of NIL up-and-coming soccer in America 
and most importantly, basketball in America. They will get run over and destroyed, and there's nothing they can do about it because they're just kind of sitting on their laurels and they're turning into baseball, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line will drive the the bus for whether or not he sells, but it's also not like the Commanders are a relevant football team. The Commanders are me- are at best mediocre. I mean, their best year was RG3 and then right after that with Kirk Cousins. So I couldn't have said it any better than what you said. But yeah, I, this will affect the NFL's bottom line in some form or way or the other. And Jerry Jones has a lot of power. And if, it, and if there's one thing that Jerry Jones loves, it is his money. And so when you start touching his money, he's going to force you to sell your team and he's going to get Robert Kraft and the other powerful owners on that, and they're going to sell the team, and that'll be the end of Dan Snyder, hopefully, because I'm tired of hearing about him and looking at his creepy face. It's a it's a bad asset right now. It, it kind of sucks. Um, yeah, we won't get into that. That's fine. Moving on, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to college football to hopefully more happier things. We're going down south. Deep in the heart of Texas, uh, um, to the Big Twelve. Yes, um, one of the worst faded and most likely the most likely to be overtaken Power Five conferences. Um, it should have an interesting season. I should pull up your notes if I was good. I wonder if I can just talk for a little bit. I wonder and tell me what you think. If the Big 12 is going to come with the same stigma as the Pac-12, or if it already has that because Texas and Oklahoma are leaving in 2025. Now, I don't know if you saw, but next year, the AAC schools that are entering, which are Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and I think that that's it. And then are they're actually- picking up Baylor, too? Baylor's already in the Big 12. And I'm sorry, not Baylor. Uh, um, BYU. And and BYU, yes. Um, they are actually all entering the league next year. Okay. So next year, the Big 12, which currently only has 10 teams, will have 14. Mm-hmm. So I think for a year, the Big 12 will look like a powerhouse of a conference and, and things of what could be. But I wonder if this year especially since Lincoln Riley has left Oklahoma, if people look at the Big 12 as they do the Pac-12, which is forgotten. Now, I, I, I think they're definitely... I would. This is how I respond to that. I don't think they'll look at them as forgotten. I think they'll look at them as you look at like an 89-year-old or a 93-year-old. Like, oh, that's cute. They were pretty dope back in the day. But now, like, if I blow on them the wrong way, they're going to fall over and die sort of deal. So, shout out to all the great-grandmas and great-grandpas out there. So, that's just kind of where I'm... (laughs) That's kind of where I'm looking at. Oh, by the way, I did the stupid mistake of deleting one of the sound bites, which breaks our sound bite thing. So, I had a great run for the first ten minutes, and now we don't have any sound bites anymore. Bummer. Which probably also means that this will be broken. Oh, this is definitely going to be broken. Oh, there's no, yeah. there's no possible way. So I think 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to be broken. I think they're just going to be downtrodden. Like, they're not going to be forgotten. Also, it helps that they don't play on the West Coast. I definitely yeah. think they still, like, they can do Big Noon Kickoff. Big Noon, uh, Fox still has the rights to the Big 12. They will still do Big Noon Kickoff, which is only, at worst, an 11 Eastern kick. Uh, so it's hot kind of in September. Uh until they get into the latter half of October and November at that time. But, you know, at least it's better than something. No, I I, I really think I, – I do. I think when Texas and Oklahoma leaves, I think the Pac, that's the Pac-12's time to make a run. And I wanted to give a shout-out to the Pac-12. When I was looking at the team's non-conference schedules, like all the teams last week, I should have given it a shout-out. Pac-12 has some strong non-conference schedules. Well, they have to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the only way to really get relevant because of of you know. No one watches them besides the West Coast people. Right, right, exactly. And, and we talked about that last week. But I, I don't know something about the Big Twelve until Houston and Cincinnati. I think BYU is going to jump in and be just fine because they're they're independent, so it only gets better. But Cincinnati and Houston, I think, might take a little bit of a beating their first couple years until their recruiting gets up to par. UCF kind of also doesn't make sense because they're on the very far east coast. Like, it makes sense because UCS deserves to be in a big-time conference with yeah. big-time talent. Yeah. And they'll bring that Miami... They'll bring the Florida recruits to the Big 12, which is something yep. that the Big 12 won. I just think that if the Big 12's not c- careful and they don't, and Texas, I'm sorry, and they don't find a team to immediately start dominating and make the college football playoff besides Oklahoma and Texas, you're going to be in trouble. The best case scenario for the Big 12 is that next year when they're loaded with Texas, Oklahoma, when all these teams come in, a team like Houston makes a run and makes the college football playoff or UCF or or BYU has a really good year or another team other than Oklahoma and Texas, whether that be Baylor or West Virginia, TCU, someone like that makes a run and so that people know that this conference will be good even though their two top dogs are leaving. So, agree with you 100%. This is just an interesting factoid that I okay. kind of want to... Since we're ranking things now, yeah. what do you think the top five most uh, largest university campuses by enrollment during this last academic year was so the 2021 to 2022 academic year the big uh, the number one i'm gonna say ucf just because i was talking about them it normally was up until this year it was ucf um and i i bring this up because texas a&m is number one okay um there are three florida schools by the way ucf u of f and fiu funnily enough. Um, okay. But the University of Texas at Austin is okay. the other one. So you really, like you said, have to replace... UCF is a good get because they're always going to bring the hype because they're a party school. Because when I look at other... The, these are the other... These are the top Texas A&M. Okay? UCF. OSU. U of F. FIU, University of Illinois, Arizona State, Georgia State, 
University of Minnesota. So Really? Minnesota? A, I guess because when it gets cold, you have nothing else to do? 52,000 enrollments in 2021-2022 academic school year. So clearly the teams that, I mean, obviously they did their research and they're not just picking the random teams, but clearly they're bringing in teams that's going to bring in revenue to, exactly. to, to the conference. So I, I see what, I see what I, you're saying. I, 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 your point, to, to counter your point, the issue that you're having is that no conference besides the SEC is basically guaranteed a spot in in the last four games, in the last two games of the season. There, there isn't. Yeah. So at the end of the day, your UCF or your Houston could come in and be the different BYU looked really good that one year, and BYU is still going to be legitimate contender as they continue to develop. Shout out Zach Wilson. So. Kind of the question is for me is not can you get back up there? It's how fast you can get back. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. It's going to be it, it again. The best case scenario is that a team other than Oklahoma or Texas, and probably at this point because Lincoln left, it's going to be Texas. Yeah, that would be my bet. A team other than Texas makes the college football playoff or comes very close to making it. So again, teams like Baylor, Cincinnati, um, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, BYU. Some one of those teams gets up there and makes it or nearly makes it because then that will tell the voters, the writers, whoever, casual fans, is that even though Texas and Oklahoma are going to leave, the conference is going to be okay and going to be very competitive. Yeah, well, unless you're in the state of Kansas, you're not getting bad football out of the Big 12. Hey, Kansas State wasn't terrible last year. All right, let's do this ranking, this breakdown, a little bit different than normal, especially because we're a little bit, we wanted to cover a little bit more um, time constraints. Again, since we're ranking things, your top five in the Big 12, top five teams, and it doesn't have to be where you think they're finishing this year, doesn't have to, it just has to be top five teams in the Big 12. Preseason, top five teams in the Big 12. Short. Okay. All right. I and that's easy. Again, it doesn't have to be number one for ha- me. Number one for me. Texas. That might surprise a lot of people, but I really think Texas in year two. Really, okay. Texas is probably. I'm gonna last- cut you off here. Okay. Start with five. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Texas point, is going to be number the one. Point of these, a point of a ranking thing is not just to rank things for ranking. Okay. Sake. Well, the ranking thing I saw today, they started with number one. They were ranking beers yeah, and they started with number one. That was stupid. Why would you do that? Um, because, also, because people's attention spans are this small. <laughs> yeah. But let's stop for a moment real quick. I'm pulling this up. This dude's top five beer. Okay. Whoever Will is on... Bussing with the boys. Okay, okay. I think well, that's the you, podcast. You better watch your mouth because he went to the University of Michigan. Okay. Why in on God's green earth and everything that Will Smith finds funny 
is natural light on your top five? Because they're rednecks. You, you, the, the other guy is um, Taylor Lewan, who was a left tackle for Michigan during the yeah, Brady, but, the Brady Hoke era. Which you yeah, know how I feel about that. But he was at least classy. He at least has Corona and Blue Moon on here. Listen, these are rednecks. And listen, okay, so have you ever drank uh, whatever that beer was that you were telling me? Because some of these beers are actually... Some Natural are Light? Natural Light. Have you ever drank that? That is literally hops-flavored water. I don't care. Will it get you drunk? Yeah, but it's $4 a can. That's why it gets you drunk. $2 a can. Who cares? It might as- yeah. Who cares, man? You you drink it because it's easy to drink. It probably tastes semi okay if you're drinking, and it'll get the job done. Do you remember our neighbors growing up? They drank. You would find Keystone Light cans yeah, absolutely listen, everywhere. Again, I'm not hating because I've never had Keystone Light or Natural Light, whatever this is. But listen, I've had Bud Light. I've had Miller Light. People hate on Bud Light all the time. It's actually pretty good. It's just that Natural Light doesn't have the Super Bowl commercials, and Bud Light does. My guess is that there's no taste difference in between the two. Well, now we definitely have to buy them. Well, now we're definitely doing that on the podcast. Is that allowed on the internet? Are you allowed to try beer on the internet? Yeah. Well, we're both overage. We're not showing anything weird. Bro, I I don't know. We're not killing wisels. Hey, camera, can we focus, please? Hello. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That was weird AF. Okay, so number five. Because we're trying to sp- spark discussion here. Okay, Starting well. with number one is not how we spark discussion. The <laughs> whole point of this, the whole point of this breakdown, and these breakdowns is to spark discussion, and they felt very one-sided. Last week was better, but now we're going to do it differently. Okay, fine. So number five for you, yeah, for for, for me, I think mean, yes, we're, we're there. Okay, number five, I'm actually going to have Kansas State. Which is actually... So, okay. So where do you think they're going to finish? If they're near number five, where do you think they're going to finish? Like in the standings? Yeah, or record. I I, I mean, okay. This is just... They were eight and five last year with close losses to Baylor, Texas, and Oklahoma. Nice. So they win all those, and instead of eight and five, you're looking at 11 and two. Okay, yeah. Um, they're they're they got a new OC, but they got that Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez who likes to turn the ball over, replacing yeah. three offensive line and they need secondary help. Yada yada yada. I think that they're gonna finish third okay. in the standings, and they're gonna do like a nine and three type season. Okay, Kansas in- State does have a recent history of being mm-hmm. good in the Big Twelve. And they their, do. And their coach is uh, that coach from North Dakota State. That's right. I forgot that's yes. who their coach was. So he okay. can, he builds culture, right? And culture is the thing. Culture makes men. Culture makes greatness. Yeah. I mean, he's proven track record of winning. This is hard for me because I don't disagree with your placement. The issue that I'm having is who do I put instead of that? I have to find a reason to kick. The only two that I can think of would be West Virginia and Iowa State. Well, and those are the two, uh, according to this guy, James Parks' power ranking, those are the two teams below that. But again, I'm with you. 
Here's the problem. Iowa State always only starts showing up in October. We all know this. They start, or starts really hot. Right. There's no in-between. Correct. And then West Virginia, they were good when Dana Holgensen was there, like every two to three years. And now this other guy, um, Neil Brown, I think his name is, comes in from Troy, and they've been okay. But now they have a new quarterback in JT Daniels. So, I I mean, it, it, it's your point is valid. Who do you put there? Besides, yep, Neil Brown, by the way. What, what, what's his name? Neil Brown. You were right. Oh, okay. I mean, does Kansas? I, I think the bigger question is, instead of who's at five, is how many games does Kansas win this year? <laughs> I see your note says over under three wins, which you probably have their schedule in front of you. Oh, I don't, but I can. Okay. <laughs> You've clearly looked at them. When are they getting their three wins from? I think that Kansas is actually uh, good enough to beat their FCS teams on their schedule. So they play. Ten, they start with Tennessee Tech. Then they go to can. Then they go to West Virginia. Yep. Then they go to Houston. I have it now. Yep. And then Duke. So uh, Duke, Houston, and Tennessee Techs are their uh, non-conference games. So Duke is going to be pretty awful. Tennessee Tech is an, F- is an FCS school. So you get two wins maybe there. What about Houston? Uh, Houston, uh, spoiler alert, Houston might be a sleeper. Houston might run the AAC table and be a sleeper for the college football playoff. I think the, the likelihood of picking something up would maybe be... Uh, now, mind you, Kansas... Houston, Houston's defense is returning all ten starters. Their their quarterback, wide receiver, and their entire offensive line. So here was Kansas's twenty twenty season, and mind you, their head coach at Kansas was the head coach at Buffalo. Les Miles had his little thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I would put white man, because um, man, dear Lord, Dan Snyder. I mean, Deshaun Watson is really proving black people incorrect here. Okay? They're not supposed to be sexual predators. It's only supposed to be white people. And Deshaun Watson is going against the stereo- against the unstereotype. He's unstereotyping black people. Okay? You know, breaking the color barrier. Oh, <laughs> in, in sexual crimes? <laughs> I, was that was that a big no-no? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay, so let me just go over. So he took over late. Basically, no recruiting. Came in, came in last minute at the ninth hour or whatever yep. they say. The eleventh hour. Okay. First two games of the season were canceled. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, is that the right? Yeah, this is the right season. Then they... Uh, no, then it goes to 21. Oh, so sorry. That was 2020. Okay, so 21. So they start beating South Dakota by three points. South yep. Dakota did very well in... It, they don't think they win, but they did really well in the uh, FCS. They got crushed by Coastal Carolina. Yeah. They got crushed by, at the time, number five, Baylor. Crushed by Duke, by the way. So there goes that theory. Absolutely destroyed by Iowa State. 
destroyed by Texas Tech, and then weird things starts happening here besides Oklahoma State, okay? They almost upset Oklahoma. They had a 21-point lead in that game. Yep, they blew it. They get crushed by Oklahoma State. Yep. They lose their in-state rivalry game by 25 points. And then they, they their, last two, their last four games was a total point differential of, and I'm doing quick math here, 11 points. 10 points, so, yeah. Okay, so they, they beat Texas in overtime. Yeah. They lose to TCU by three, and they lose to West Virginia by six. six. So, clearly they found something in the second half of the season. And by the way, that's good. I understand I just told you a bunch of losses. <laughs> but for for Kansas, whose punter had the wrong sticker on at one point a couple of seasons ago, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're doing okay. Listen, it's been a rough stretch for Kansas. Any true college football fan and any fan of this podcast knows that it's it's – College football's roughest teams are UConn and Kansas, yep. and this year I'm really hoping that at least one of them get it off the off the schneid, as it were. Yeah. But as you said, I think there's a lot of hope. Listen, Kansas always finds a way to beat Texas somehow. TCU's going to be under new management. West Virginia's there. So even if they're even if you look at this schedule. Okay, let's just assume maybe Tennessee Tech. Let's see. Let's just assume they lose to Virginia and Houston, and they beat Duke somehow. I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think Kansas anymore is going to be a rollover because of Lance Leipold, their head coach, the culture he is building. Basically, his first year meant nothing because he got in there so late. And then he had, co- then it was COVID. And last year really was his first year, and they finished the season strong. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be a bowl team. If they make a bowl game, that's incredible. Six so, wins, that'd be incredible. But I really think they should be shooting for four wins, and people should celebrate that. Okay, so two things here. First, Buffalo and middle of nowhere Kansas. I forget where Kansas is located at. Middle um, of nowhere. Lawrence. Basically the same thing when it comes to culture, okay? Um, I found out this week that upstate New York literally has nothing going for it. So, uh, yeah, I think that was the right hire for Kansas. The second thing is, uh, sorry, so three things here. The th- second thing is, um, can you're over under Kansas three wins. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Um, and the third and final thing, I'm putting Kansas in my fifth spot. Try and stop me because I think to the I think to the Big Twelve culturally they mean more and so they deserve a spot in the top five because they've been in the doghouse for so long. Listen, the basement, if, sorry. if Kansas and there's a good chance based on off of last season how they finished, there's a chance Kansas could at least start three and one. I do think that Houston is a is their their big mismatch on the schedule. I do. So let's just say they start three and one, and they head to Iowa State on in the start of October, and and or Iowa State actually comes to them, and they give it to a Iowa State, or they eke out a win. They're sitting there at four and one. This show is going to become the biggest Kansas fans in the history of Kansas. Like how we treated UConn last year when it was UMass, and we were all up on it, and we yeah. were giving updates, man. 
We're going to be big Kansas fans. Listen, I I can't because of the integrity of me being a sportscaster. I'm not going to put them at five, but I'm so glad you did because you have no integrity (laughs) whatsoever. So, yeah, absolutely put Kansas there 110%. You need to to lose your integrity. Honestly, no one cares about it. Well, literally no one. However, uh, our USC clip that I posted on YouTube uh, did get 33 views as of today, so... Hey! Solid. I, I think yeah. I think that was good and good good on me, and that's the reason it got thirty three views. Number four for me, I'm gonna put Baylor. Okay, mm-hmm. and here's why they're not higher. Okay, I should really be putting Texas here, but their coach kind of messed up, and Wait, so I have who's to coach? with with the the Baylor's coach okay. back in the not 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 what's his face, the guy the guy Will Greer took over for. Will Will Greer. Will what's it, the current coach of the Carolina Panthers? Oh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Sorry, yeah. That guy, Will, Will, Greer, Greer. Will Greer was a quarterback at West Virginia, and then yep. he did get drafted by the Panthers. <laughs> That's right, he did. Yeah. So, so uh, that's probably where I got that. Matt Rule. Point. The guy, the guy who who took over, he took over for that guy who like Dave turned Arena. out that like most of his players had a felony. Um, because not, we're not talking like the 08 Florida Gators. We're talking like he was covering up like oh, sexual wait, assault oh, allegations oh, oh, and I'm, stuff I'm like sorry. that. No, not Dave. Dave Aranda is the current coach. You're talking about the one before Matt Rule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, his son. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That, that guy. That puts you in the basement for me, in the doghouse for me for a little bit. However. You've been starting to eke it out. So you had the Robert Griffin the third years, and then you're starting to eke it out a little bit. So to me, you get to be in fourth, and you're, you should be happy that you're there. I think as far as we have – we're going to have a pa- – you okay? Sorry. Art Bryles. I was like, finish you. your thought. Okay, sorry. As far as actual anal- uh, uh, analysis goes, I think they're going to have another good year with – with Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley leaving, there's going to be a power vacuum there. I really don't see Oklahoma being able to get back into it. Yeah, they have a lot of talent, but I'm thinking they're probably going to be – there's 13 season, thirteen games in the season, right? 12. 12 games in the season. So I'm thinking like a 7-5 and five sort of situation. Wow. I think, I think Oklahoma's going to get to – It's good, they're going to be good games. They're going to be close games. I just don't think they're going to have the bite that they're going to have next year. Oh, it's oh. just that – we're talking about Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying so I that that's just why I was saying. So that's why I'm putting Baylor there. I'm still not putting Oklahoma there, but I'm putting Baylor at four. Um I forget why I transitioned to Oklahoma, but I had a reason, and it had to do with Baylor. Yeah, so anyway, because, your turn. Because you're a crazy person. So my turn, the, re- the real uh, you know, intellect of the show. I'm going to put Oklahoma at four. I do okay. agree with you that Oklahoma is going to have a step back. I still think talent-wise, though, they're ta- more talented than, than obviously the – Six other teams that are in their than six other teams in their conference. I think that they have a shot to win it. I really do. Brent Venables, he comes he comes over. The program is going to sh- and he was there before, back when Bob Stoops was the head coach, and he won a national championship in two thousand. Defense is going to be their calling card. What did Oklahoma struggle with most when Lincoln Riley was there? And it, obviously, the answer is defense. We talked about. Uh, 
we, we, we talked about their defense last week. Jeff Lebby comes over from Old Miss. So he was under Les Miles. Not Les Miles. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? Oh, frick. I just forgot his name. Lane Kiffin. It Lane had an Kiffin. L in it. I was close. Okay, so... And he worked with the transfer quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, at UCF in 19. So I still think Brent Venables saved the recruiting class as much as he could in his first year. So I still think that there will be viable. The defense is definitely going to be better. I just question down the road in the SEC if Brent Venables is the guy. Because, again, defensive coordinators in college... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the right offensive system and the right offensive talent in there year after year, it tends to go on a steady decline. But really, I have Oklahoma it, it, Oklahoma at number four because it's the unknown of how Venables is going to do as a first-year head coach and whether or not that offense will still be as good. I'm not, You don't need 35 you're, points a game. You're, yeah, you're, te- you're putting the exact reason... I'm putting Baylor there. I would have put Oklahoma there for the exact, and I gave them a, a seven and five record for the exact reasons that you're saying. They're not going to have the bite that they normally do. I I, I think they're looking at a, a eight and four, nine and three type record. Something That's fine. where it was something where they are down the stretch. I think that they will be in the conversation to make the championship game, but I don't think it will be a college football playoff type year. And I think that the top three spots of every conference since we're ranking things should be teams that down the stretch they're in the conversation for the college football playoff that's not how all i'm ranking these teams but that's okay (laughs) so oklahoma is going to be number three there for me so who's your number yeah so it was uh, i had baylor's gonna be four kansas Uh uh-huh then baylor Uh uh-huh and then oklahoma's at number three but you have Oklahoma going seven and five at number three. Listen, I'm just ranking them for how much they mean to the conference in oh, my head okay. all right, this all right. year preseason. Right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not okay. ranking. I'm not ranking. I'm not saying where they're going to finish. Oh, I'm not okay. saying this is going to be the final standards. I'm saying I'm ranking them. You rank things on how much they're your favorite, right? There's a there's clearly a reason that that will guy whoever you are go blue was ranked natty natty light. At number five, sorry, I think that, he's insane, <laughs> but he ranked it there. Okay, okay. Again, because I'm in the only integrity of the show, I have to have some integrity, and I just can't rank it based on my favorite. But if it were Oklahoma, would have to be number one because I like That's Oklahoma fine. the best. But I'm okay. not going to do that because I can't do that. You're lame. It's fine. <laughs> You're lame. There's a reason we call you Captain Boring. You're lame. It's fine. I'm going to uh, I'm going to see if I can't get you a Michigan jersey or maybe I'll get me a Michigan jersey cuz I need a Michigan jersey yeah. and put Boring on the back. All right. Well, that that's fine. Number 3 for me, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. You're insane. You're ludicrously Why? You're They're out always of your there. Gourd. Also, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. They have one of the Best rivalries in the history of the sport. One hundred percent. But they're not going to be third this season. Are you kidding? They me? might win the conference. You. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's no way they're not in discussion for number one in a playoff spot this season. I. What did I just get finished saying? You twat. 
<laughs> First of all, I love that insult. <laughs> the top three spots in my power rankings or my whatever whatever yes. we are doing yes. should be teams that are considered college football playoff contenders. Yes, but you don't put them at three. You put them at two. No, because Baylor's at two. <laughs> Baylor's at two for well, Baylor Baylor's not at two for me. Baylor Baylor's at five for you. Or four. Baylor's at four for me. Okay, listen. Then it's Oklahoma. Then you have Oklahoma State, which I think should be at two. But whatever, continue on. Starting quarterback back. Defense yeah. is always gonna. Defense is gonna be good, even though their defensive coordinator went and fucked off to Ohio State, which is yeah. something we have to take into considerations in a later podcast. Quarterback back. Running back, they have all the depth in the world. Wide receiver, they have depth. And you have to realize, Oklahoma State has made is this chameleon. One year, they will be an air raid football team and score 1,000,000,000 points. And then the next year, or they have the past two years, become this defensive powerhouse that doesn't let teams run on them. And they play ball control offense, and they run the football, and they're, and they're basically... Michigan just in the Big 12. Yeah. And you have to remember... But you're forgetting the mullet. Uh, no, I'm remembering the mullet because it's the power of the mullet that it will propel them to be there. Their teams don't... His teams don't quit. Jeff Gundy's teams do not quit. They are always there because of his mullet. I'm a man. He, he I'm 40. the back of the mullet. His team responds to that. They play in a stadium where the people hit the side of the thing, and it's loud, and it's noisy, and they have the biggest jumbotron in the history of college football. <laughs> and it's and it's when they play at night, you're like, oh my goodness, you're going to blind the opposing quarterback. Anyway, for all those reasons, that is not even remotely integrity-driven, they are number three. Okay. And for those exact reasons, they are number one. <laughs> for okay, so they're number one for you. So then, yes. who's number two for you? Is it Texas? The stars at night. Yes, they shine so bright. Deep in the heart, heart of Texas. Texas. I love it. Absolutely. Okay, Baylor's number two for me, uh, and they are the reigning champs here. Okay. Um. They beat Oklahoma State by literally two inches last year. If you remember no, stretching yes. out at the goal line, of course you don't. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember that now. And I was sitting at a bar, and I'm like, you got to give it to him. He got it. And then they're like, no, we did it. Go yes. fuck yourself. Yeah, and I'm right. like, the refs Ex are the fucking worst. <laughs> no, no. You know who are the worst? Baseball umpires. Those oh, are the worst. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there was a video that I sent Makai that he's referring to that I sure hope as hell is a joke. But there was the organist was playing three blind mice, and the ump threw him out. Yeah, because I'm sure the umpire was being trashed, like baseball umpires are. And so he thought they were talking to him, because he was calling him blind. Well, he probably they pro in fairness to the ref, they probably were. However, he probably a deserved it, and b I can't wait until we get automated umpires in baseball, because let's just be honest, that would make baseball far more entertaining. Yeah, Baylor though is going to have a great defense, Dave Aranda. Their quarterback, they're replacing their quarterback. However, he played part-time last year and did pretty well. Most of the offensive line is back. Now they need skill position, wide receiver, and running back. But their defense gave up 20 points per game 
Most of that production is back. And they are... They want to run the football. So the teams, again, I'm going to put high stock in teams that want to run the football. And Baylor's sure. one of those teams. 100%. And so I just think they made it last year. They two losses last year. I think that they could be a college football sleeper. And let's start giving the program of Baylor some credit. When our Bryles, 100%. When our Bryles were there, they were a powerhouse. Then our Bryles, it was found out he was doing shady things. So they fired him. They had a couple, rough couple seasons. And people are like, well, see, it was only because, you know, he was letting his players rape people. And then it turns out that, no, maybe okay. Baylor's just in Texas and maybe Baylor's a good program. Matt Rule founded the program, started building go. the program. Thank you. And now Dave Aranda is picking up right from where he left off. So number one, everyone already knows, is Texas for me. And I just think Texas is about to pop. And I know that you don't agree, but Texas for me is about to pop off because Steve Sarkeesian is actually a really good coach. And people just don't want to give it to him because he was an alcoholic at one point in time. Maybe he still is. I don't know. But he's a really good football coach. The only thing, Texas's biggest problems last year, before you rudely cut me off about 30 minutes ago, is the <laughs> they just couldn't finish ball games. They had double-digit leads in every single ball game last year in the, in the third quarter and almost the start of the fourth quarter. But they gave it up because they just couldn't finish. And so Steve Sarkeesian's strength and conditioning coach, I guarantee you will have these kids conditioned to be able to finish football games. So a couple things here. First, that burnt orange is is pretty sexy. It is. And that atmosphere has to be the second best in all of Texas. Number one only is one of the two Death Valleys. Well, technically three in America, if you include Clemson, the actual Death Valley, and then Death Valley in in Texas there, uh, and College Station. So, Death with an F Valley. Oh, get it? Oh, are they? Wait, so no, which, no, no. Are, it is Death. I'm sorry, I confused you. It is Death Valley. T H. Okay. okay. I'm just saying College Station should go by Death Death Valley, valley because yes, they're they so should. loud. Yep, I agree. So. Has to be the second best atmosphere. Has to have it, it. It's the good old Southern characteristics. Let's we'll forget about the racist part of it for a hot second. Sure. So there's the good old Southern charm of it. The boosters support the program. Maybe a little bit too much sometimes, but at least they're not Auburn. And <laughs> and so kind of here we are. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love them from a just a loving them perspective from a you perspective this year is like the first year that he's going to be able to get like his transfer remember texas went downhill and oklahoma oklahoma state every other college in america texas tech tcu houston i can keep going smu i can keep going on enlisting division one colleges that are in texas UTSA. Yeah, UT, I was just about to say that. The Roadrunners, meet me, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> so, 
UTSA. These are people, these are kids who instead of going to Texas because they were able to get the cream of the crop that is, as Micaiah quotes, the Mennonites of football in the state of Texas in their fertile breeding ground, they don't anymore. And this is the first time, I feel like the first year, that they really have a grip on their recruiting class in their homegrown kids. They might also have the Heisman winner in Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Running. I don't know who that is, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I don't know what we're doing. You're just like Duke. Don't know where we're yeah. going, but I'm 100% in. Listen, I listen to people who are wiser than I am. Uh, Bijan Robinson is the running back. He was a freshman last year. He's going to be a sophomore. He's outstanding. Choices at QB. There Forget is. Quinn Ewers, the transfer yeah, from... Yeah, no, a- cut him loose. Okay. What about uh, Malik Murphy or... Yeah. Or Houston Card, who played last year. You can year. pick one of those two. I just, I sniff. He doesn't pass the smell test for me. What doesn't he pass? Quinn, yours. If he's yeah, leaving I, Ohio God. State after leaving high school early, and you leave high school early, and you have a mullet before, like, mullets were cool, like, he just doesn't, he's, there is that one kid who was a huge name, who was supposed to go to, like, there was some really big college guy that was supposed to do really well, and he just ended up falling flat on his face and never even making it to a tryout in the league. And that's just kind of what I feel like Quinn Ewers is going to be. Dude, just go get your bachelor's in business administration and go become a salesman somewhere. You're probably going to be really good at it. Also, it kind of sucks that we don't have our sound bites because I would really like for you to play the I'm we're back sound bite. Yeah, I would have played that totally yeah. for sure. Uh, their defense, Texas's defense was third worst in the Big Twelve. So if that's going to be their da- if there is a downfall, it's going to be that for Texas. But Texas needs to. The biggest problem with Texas is that they need to stop trying to live up to expectations, and that sounds really weird. But no, you're 100 percent right. All the boosters seem to think that they should go undefeated or only have one loss every single year, and that's just not how it works. When you're not trying anymore. to build a program, once yeah. the program's built, an Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, et cetera, et cetera, Clemson, whatever, I think that those can be expectations. But this is not the boosters getting in the way of the success of the program dates all the way back to like the 1930s. Listen, last year on game day, they were talking about Texas and the boosters, you know, having a say and being a problem and wanting Sark fired after one year or whatever. Yeah. And they game day uncovered a telegram sent from the 1930s about how the coach at the time wanted to quit because the people who were giving program the money the program money wanted him fired and were knocking down his door every day trying to make roster suggestions. So this is no- <laughs> this is nothing new, okay? I just feel like Texas, if Sark is able to quiet the booster noise, get his regiment in there, get a good defensive coordinator, kind of transition from what they were into what they could be, and start heading in that direction, I feel like they could pop off. Now, that would be, again, really bad for the Big 12 because then you it's just 
Oklahoma and Texas carrying the Big 12 again, and then they're going to leave in two years. But listen, I, I like Texas. I'm a big fan of Sark. So why not? Who knows? I'm, I'm going to end it there. Okay. I'm honestly going to end it there. Great. Great, if bro. you want to listen, um, maybe Micaiah will bless you on a different platform, maybe some YouTube shorts or an Instagram reel or something like that. You can't like tell that. me what so to go, do. You're not my I'm, dad. You don't have to do anything. I'm not going to make you make more content that you don't want to make. Um, do, do you have a sleeper in the Big 12? Just real quick. We didn't talk about the other teams. I mean, the only Iowa te- State. I mean, the only teams we didn't really, really talk about were TCU and Texas Tech. Anyway... Yeah. They're in transition years, so I don't care about them. Are, are they going to be like competitive, though, you think? I th- they're going to be mid. They're going to be middle-of-the-road teams. I think they're both going to do it, and they'll figure it out next year, and we'll see We'll see how it is. I think if there's a sleeper, it's going to be Iowa State. I think them get, finally getting their act together could happen. They're replacing quarterback, tight end, running back, center, and most of their defense, though. Well, then, maybe TCU's going to do really well this year and just come out of the gate strong I, with their new coach. West Virginia. I'm gonna That's go who you're going to take? I'm going to go with West Virginia just, just because JT Daniels. Daniels. That's a fair. That's up there, too. Um, so, guys, we come back next week. We're going to cover the last... Uh, the last one we're going to cover, I think, is the Big Ten. So come back next week for the American Athletic Conference before it's gone, literally the year after that. So <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they um, are getting a lot of teams from Conference USA, but Sunbelt, I think, is going to take over as the next conference to AA, Power 5. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, we don't have our sound because Simeon's an idiot. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 4th and 1. Find us everywhere, anchor.fm slash uh, fourth and one and Instagram fourth and one podcast. Um, we will see you guys next week. Micaiah, wash your hands, you filthy animals. God bless you. Be kind to one another. <laughs>